I guess, you know, another topic and, you know, going from a very, very, uh, let's say, sensitive topic to another sensitive topic, which is um, obviously, you know, diversity in gaming. I mean, it's obviously a huge topic that is, uh, you know, obviously you have to be, you know, I guess, careful with, with uh, you know, with obviously the, uh, you know, kind of interpretations uh, and again, a cultural thing because, you know, people think differently in a, in a different way. Um, I mean, and there is uh, actually um, actually something um, from from the UK Gambling Commission, which is uh, which I find quite um, interesting. And they actually defined what means diversity or what is diversity. So I'll just read it out to you, and then we can obviously you know, discuss what this actually means. So, um, um, essentially, for businesses and organisations like the Gambling Commission, being diverse means recognizing, valuing, and taking account of people's different backgrounds, knowledge, skills, and experiences. It is also about using those differences to create um, cohesion and an effective workforce. Um, why is it important? Uh, I put it quite simply: it is the right thing to do. Um, I mean, um, right now, I mean, for first thing, and and I guess this is not only gambling related, so. so please don't feel offended, um, is in, in a lot of uh, companies right now in, in the, let's say, senior management positions, you know, what I see is a probably, um, you know, middle-aged white men, uh, which, which which seems to be. And and I know, you know, obviously on, on that kind of side, I mean, how, how can we, uh, you know, change those things that everyone has really... Um, you know the, the the same chances on on uh, you know getting to the top. I mean, obviously, you know, for for a person like me or a person uh, obviously like you guys, it is very simple. As long as you perform and you do the right things, you're obviously going to progress in your career. But obviously, it doesn't it doesn't you know seem to be um, um, sometimes in those cases. So I mean, is it is it really a a case that that, that that we have to tackle that you know for none or is it something that's like uh okay it's it's um you know might not be the issue actually i think um i did a piece analysis for um a, a event i was at a couple of weeks ago where we we do a lot of the um due diligence for uh, regulators um on licensed applicants okay um and i looked at the uh, due diligence we'd done on um, executives who were applying Ooh, for that's licenses, very interesting and it was 95 percent men yep yeah so there we are um and, and, you know, but it, it's not that there's a barrier for women to apply for licenses. They just choose not to. Mm. Um, so and when, when we talk about this, we're not just talking about women. We're talking about people from different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. But then if you, you, you know, we spend a lot of time in Malta. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the people that own the organizations that are forward thinking and really cool environments to work in, these are all Nordic facing operators who, are, who, yes, are white men, but they're not middle aged. They're very young white yeah. men and actually they're creating really diverse teams and they're um, you know they're dynamic places to work um and there's a good mix of male yeah. and female um and you know throw another another stat out there i deal with compliance i'd say 70 percent of the people i deal with that i sell to are actually women yeah so you know so i think the market is becoming diverse if you probably go into the top five big huge operators here i would say mainly white middle-aged men but and not the new stuff yeah, yeah. And, I and i talked about it before and i think if you look at backgrounds culture in the gaming space i think that's it, it's very diverse you know yeah. there's, there's people i've got friends that you know there's a group of 10 of us sitting there and if we weren't in gaming you would not have put us all in the same room mm -hmm. um you know I, but 
And again, one thing which I think gambling, we're not very good at. We're not very good shouting about the good things about us. You know, I think the, the numbers were something like 17% uh, of women are bought and execs. But then if you go to other places, you know, the public sector, it's only 3% better. If you go to other places like engineering, constructing, that's even lower. So yeah. it is not just gambling. It is It no. needs to be improved globally across mm. all different structures. Mm -hmm. So whether as a gambling business, whether we need to sort of um, try and uh, advertise it better uh, to women, you know, are there operators out there that are making it seem like it's a very male industry? Because it's not, you know. We're, we're evenly split here today. Yeah. There was no intention of being evenly <laughs> split. Here, so just, just, um, um, just coming. So, so I guess, um, I mean, because you know, then there's you know certain questions that obviously you know come up, right? Because obviously, when when you're recruiting for people, you have to obviously be fair to to everyone there. But you know, would it just be, uh, let's say, you know, fine for for people? Because uh, you know, I've seen that, and I'm and I'm not going to say where I've seen it. But I've seen where an example there is a position that uh, is an example, you know, just for women, an example, or just for a specific, a specific, let's say, you know, type of people or, or race of people. I mean, is this, you know, just to have that quota up? I mean, is that okay? Or it, like, like an example, let's say for, you know, executive positions, like, like, do we just say in a job spec, you know, we actually want a woman? Is that? Is that is that fair, or should that still be as it is right now, where you just have you know and handle? I mean, I know it's a, uh, it's you know. It's, I don't, it's I, and I don't know the stats because the last time we did this, I got loads of stats written down, and I've not gone back to them. But there are some stats out there, like proper stats that show that if you've got a diverse workforce, your business will be more diverse. Mm -hmm. You will be more profitable business. Yeah. Um, so I think it has to be top down and it has to be very, you know, committed from the top down that you're, you know, that you're about a diverse workforce. And it isn't, yes, we need to employ more women or we need to employ, you know, more people that, you know, Russian or whatever it is. You just got to be committed that you're going to be my div more diverse and you've got to be aware and it's got to be the whole ecosystem of the business. Yeah. And, and I do think that I think a lot of operators that I work with are like that, yeah. especially the newer ones. Yeah. Mm. It's all quite open these days when it comes down to recruitment. You know, diversity is part of yeah. what they do. You know, the gambling industry, we talked about, you know, the senior management might be traditionally male, um, older. Um, but then if you look at the sports shops, you know, the retail side, you find an awful lot of women in those environments because it, it fits with their yeah. way of life. Yeah. You know, when I first joined the industry, there wasn't a huge amount of women in the industry at all that I came across. Um, now, certainly in HR, marketing, finance and development, software development, you know, there's a huge amount of women working in the industry. It just has doesn't seem quite yet to have got right up to the top level. You know, the how many boards have non-exec women on there? As we talk but to then again, you, you to get to that position, you actually need to know what you're doing and you need to have the right skills and experience to be there you know maybe it's just you just haven't quite got there yet and as we talked before you know you took a step back from your role because of um, yeah absolutely kids. absolutely you know, it, and i changed i changed from from doing a very much a account management working with operators traveling the globe um type of role to move into compliance which was a much more um a stable uh, role for me to do and be able to spend more time at home 
um, but still keeping all my skills and experience and bringing them into a different part of the business. I think that's quite natural for, for many um, yeah. women who, who want to go in and, and have families as well. But these days I see a lot of that happening with the guys as well, particularly with the influence of the Swedish, uh, Scandinavian operators. You know, they're very... Um, welfare heavy um in terms of paternity and things like yeah. that is very much a um a cultural thing which i think is is gradually educating the rest of the industry you know you, you mentioned earlier on about um different approaches of of some of those nordic companies versus the old traditional uh, sports books here in the uk they are learning from each other in a positive way. Do you yeah. do you think now that now more businesses are allowing people to work from home? Will that help increase it? Because it'll make things. Yeah. You know, I know yes. my my wife. I've seen Absolutely. more, but it's, yes. it's the she knows that I have to be back at this certain time. But if she knows that three days a week she's going to be working from home for her, yeah. she would actually consider doing more 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 things. But I think yeah, it comes um, back to you know the the younger generation that are co going in as opening up licenses they have a modern approach to it yeah. and I, but and i think it's a bit night and day with the new ones mm -hmm. the the old school it'll it'll take time yes. but yeah. you know it does seem to be tipping the balance in a better way mm -hmm. yeah absolutely i went to um i went to a breakfast briefing um organized by the gambling commission about a month ago in london and um I, I was specifically looking around the room thinking how many women are here and I, I reckon it was about 10-15% mm. but then I realised that at least half of those were in the gambling commission yeah there's a lot of ladies yeah, yeah. but what that meant was there weren't very many ladies yeah. that were in the general business yeah. uh, senior management level um, that had come to that briefing and it was very much a case of you've been invited you definitely should be sending someone senior to this meeting yeah. you know Clearly, there's a lot more work to be done, mm -hmm. um, but there are some inspirational senior management women out there. And I think, you know, perhaps we should be hearing more from them yep. to help encourage yep. um, yeah. uh, encourage people to, uh, you know, dream a bit higher, yeah. perhaps. I think, that's, I think that's the right thing. Rather than us saying there's not enough women, it should be, right, what are we going to do about it? How, how are we yes, going to correct. address this yep. situation? Yeah, because, I mean, in the end of the day, I mean, you know, exactly what you said, Adam. I think it's just... Um, where obviously some of the companies have to do is be more flexible around some of the things because obviously I think we're pretty much, I mean, I would say right now, you know, going out of this, you know, mentality where, you know, you have to be office based and you have to be in every day from 8.30 till 5.00 p.m. Um, I think it's just simply with the, the, first of all, technology that's available right now is obviously you know a very let's say in in the kind of you know old part of the um, of the century kind of thing and and like we're i guess uh, you know entering a new age where i mean we're all available 24 7 nowadays anyway <laughs> so you know yeah. if, a, if a friend like you know texts you at 10 p.m you're obviously going to answer because that's maybe the time when you you know before you go into bed or whatever but but uh, and the same with emails i mean obviously you know we shouldn't do that but sometimes i I check my emails, an example like 8 p.m. or whatever, and, and and you kind of answer right. But but then I know that, an example, my employer 
if I, an example, have to bring my child to the nursery in the morning, you know, they wouldn't mind that I'm going to start working at 9.30. So I think there is a lot of, you know, factors it's better that, balance. you know, yeah. where we, we find a balance, to, to, you know, to encourage these things. And people are more productive when they work at home. You know, it's like, you know, you can go in the office one day and it's got to, you've got yeah, in you there, chat about you've got in there at half seven yeah. and it's, it's 11 o'clock and you're like, oh, I've not even When you were as popular as that, seven was talked well, about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, know, I know sometimes that, you know, and then you go to the pub. One day, one day from working from home, that you know, if I was in the office, I've, I've nearly done probably three, four days worth. Just there are obviously lots of lots of roles where that doesn't work. Yes, yes, yes. Right. You know, yeah. um, particularly when you're you've got to be um, working within a, a team and you're reliant yeah, upon team, yeah. being next to each other or being able to speak to yes, each other. Yeah, so absolutely. you know, some some jobs or some roles will be able to take advantage of that better than others um yeah and i think the growth like the growth of the market and again i Mm. don't want to bang on about malt all the time but they're so competitive for staff yes they have to it makes them so agile they have to be keen they have to have a a lovely environment they have to offer the the, you know the employee a lot of benefits because Mm. you're fighting for staff you're trying to move over there no, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit too warm for me. I'm going to get to that age where I get hot flushes, Adam. I think you can kind of see that with the, the, the senior management side of things as well. It it takes a long time to gain yeah. experience and skills and knowledge in, in certain areas. And, you know, companies want people on their senior management team who are able to lead yeah. the teams um, and to be able to look forward as well as looking backwards. So, you know, the, the pool of individuals who can do that is still quite small, but it is growing because the industry has grown. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we I think we probably will sl- sl- slowly see a change in this aspect mm-hmm. where things become a lot more balanced. Mm-hmm. But ultimately... You, you, we do still have the family thing yeah. in the way. And I think I think people are getting more comfortable that you know what the gambling sector it is a good it's a legitimate thing business. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my granddad used to always be you know he worked at Norweb, which was Manweb and all that, and that's where when your parents wanted you to work for the government or the utilities. And yeah, things to like be that. policemen, yeah. firemen, yeah. whatever. But, yeah. but now you know it is it's a business. It's been here since well, if you look online, nineteen ninety nine. You know, it's it's still here and it is going strong. Yes, there are things that need to be corrected, but you know what? You can go across any different sector and vertical, and they've got exactly the same there. Absolutely. Uh, and I think a you know, great example of the Scandinavian, how how well this works, where you have like, you know, really like maternity and paternity are treated at the same level, right? Mm. So, so and also like in Germany, I remember when I was, you know, back in college, like one of my teachers actually, uh, and, and he was a male, like went on paternity for a year because his wife essentially just had a new job and whatever and he wanted to give her the chance but mm-hmm. he obviously had the opportunity to because you know the you know the employer allows you to do that right yeah. so and there's obviously you know certain things from obviously you know HMRC that you know doesn't let you to you know do that properly then it would have to be something that you kind of do directly with your employer right mm. so um, I guess there's different changes to have to do um, at the same things and obviously in Scandinavia um, I think Sweden has got the most um, female CEOs in, in, in like multi-million um, companies than, than any other country, right? Yeah, very yeah. much so. I think, And I do think that that cultural diversity will help everything because ultimately HR departments and, and uh, 
and management teams will be looking to make sure they can keep all of their staff mm. happy. So when you've got uh, teams in the UK, teams in Malta, teams in Sweden, well, hang on a minute, where's the where's the parity mm. between these yeah, cultures so internally? Yeah. Mm. So maybe the UK get a better deal in certain areas and the Maltese get a better deal in certain areas yeah. to bring them all up to, yeah. to parity. So the cultural diversity, I think, will actually benefit the industry yes. in the long run. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, whilst we're there, I mean, it's essentially, um, again, this is, this is from the Gambling Commission, uh, about uh, the um, you know gender pay gap report, um, um, essentially, that we have here. So, I mean, just to obviously you know see where we are in terms of the you know senior management i guess because you obviously get paid more when you're in senior management mm. so um in in the kind of uh you know top quarter the highest paid so uh, all of the highest paid um 61.5% are men and 38.5% are women so obviously almost double the amount of people are, are men than women but um i've also had a look um to be fair um, a few years back, um, this was nearly nearly double of uh, of what it was. So um, uh, you had over you know eighty percent that were um, actually men, and and there was like nineteen or eighteen percent that were women. So so obviously you know you can see, uh, and I guess by 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 this uh, you know you know by this kind of the listeners have now actually seen where we are going. I think it's just more about you know praising the gambling in terms of. You know, like evolving into into actually okay, we're actually going to make this work because you see it in the numbers, right? So we, mm. you know, constantly increasing, you know, bringing people into these positions, and I think you know if we keep doing that, I'm 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 very sure that you know in 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 five or ten years we'll we'll be on a fifty fifty, um, you know where it should be essentially, and then obviously you know bring it to the same level because in the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you're. A, uh, you know, male, female. If you if you are from Poland, if you are from Germany, if you are from the UK, and and enough today, as long as you do your job, and yeah, it should be whoever's whoever's the best person for the role who gets the role. Yeah, yeah, correct. Still a way to go for yes. that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think there's other things, and I'm probably jumping a bit, but there's other things. If you look at the likes of bonuses, and again, we were talking about it before. You know, a lot of the bonuses will come from likes of commissions. And if you have, where Anasana mentioned, you've got females that are doing sort of whether it's reception or whether it's the IT jobs or whether it's the marketing, those roles are not generated with a commission package. Yeah. So again, that's where it can make it look like men are getting more bonuses, but it might actually be because of the positions that people are going for where it can slightly skew it. And I know if you're on a board, you obviously get bonus packages, but if you look at other places within the business, that's yeah, like I, an example, sales, I guess, exactly, you know, and, exactly. and, and again, it's um, and actually found it out because, you know, when we recruit now, you know, we're, we're kind of, you know, hoping that we're going to get a you know wide range of people. And I have to say that the, the last role that, that we actually written out, there was um, 16 applications and it was a uh, 60 males so so it's it's like you, you know we're hoping like at one point maybe you need to rewrite the job advert <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know to Lucky be fair female <laughs> so our so our so um i, I mean our job adverts uh, or actually people responsible they're obviously like the at a part of the hr department in germany they're all females so so obviously I'm working closely together with them to write something and obviously they I think they were pretty good. So what what do you, is your HR looked at is it do they believe that the type of industry that you're in is it got the perception that it's a male driven industry or or, or 
women not interested in that type of the market? What, what's they? They must have done some research I think it, to find. Yeah, some. I mean, it's. Uh, I think it's a really tough one. But to be fair, I mean, as as uh, as Fiona said, or or, or 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 as we all said, I think you know pretty much when I go to a customer now or speak to people, they're, they're, they're mostly they're mostly female. So so, and then obviously, if you go into sales, I do see a lot of uh, a lot of you know women in sales, like yeah. like yourself, Fiona. Um, but but um, I think it's just. And I don't know if the perception is right. I think, I, uh, um, like, I just think, in my own opinion, like, like women are more loyal to to their employer than than uh, the males are. And I don't know if there's statistics to that. There is a statistic about over exaggerating on your performance as a male that's been done by. Uh, it's quite a serious study that's been done by. I don't know if it was like University of Michigan or something. Again, I was prepared with my stats last time. I didn't bring them this time. But they basically took 100, um, 100 people into a room and they did an exam. And it was a maths exam. Um, and then um, they went back to these people after about three months and they asked them to uh, explain to them how well they did in, in this this test exam. And factually, the, the, the male candidates over-exaggerated by around about 40% of the numbers and the women did over exaggerate so it wasn't like purely the, the males but we only exaggerated by about 10 percent so um and it and it and this study is really interesting and it goes back to when you're hiring someone just being aware that the males have a tendency to over exaggerate on the numbers Maybe you just got a worse memory <laughs> Um, and that'll have an impact when you're interviewing someone especially you know because you're going to be you're going to over exaggerate your own performance by a significant amount and you don't know this person from adam and uh, (laughs) uh, and you're gonna you're gonna be like i'm gonna hire the best person for the job but you need to be aware that there is this trend that happens yeah Yeah, but i think Um, uh, um, i mean in the after day you have to you, you know, really see, okay, what is the situation of the person that's applying for the job? I mean, you know, obviously they, they could have just in the last, in the last, you know, 12 months, let's say, um, had, had a really, you know, bad time because their manager was not great or whatever, but really, you know, they've put in 110% and they're great workers. If you, if you enable them to be a great worker and, 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 and I guess in our times, it's not just enough to obviously ask, oh, yeah, how much deals have you closed or how, or how many how many cases in compliance have you dealt with or whatever. It's just really understanding that person. OK, are, are they going to bring value to my company or are they not going to bring uh, um, um, but you, you, know, you, you made the point about the 16 people that went through the job and they're all male. Yeah. So then, and Anna, you've got the oldest child. So I'll ask you. <laughs> What are they doing in schools, you know, what in universities and stuff like that? What, you know, do they talk about whether it's the sales world or gambling and stuff like that? What are they saying? That's a good point. I I haven't heard anything about that. At the end of the day, if, if 16 males have gone for the job, it's not, you know, they're like going to employ a male if they're going to pick between the 16. There's nothing. Yeah. I don't think career support. So my girls just <laughs> left school. And I don't think career support is a, is a thing at the moment in schools. I think it's probably almost as bad as when we were in school. Yeah. Which is next to zero. And again, yeah, it goes, it, it goes to the Scandinavian model. You know, the Scandinavian model with schools is so much better than what I mean. I mean, you know. Then again, I have to say the UK is miles ahead of Germany when it comes to this. Uh, I mean, I'm not joking. You, when I was doing my A levels, I had I had ten subjects whilst I was doing them. So I had maths, German, English, physics, you know, biology. 
I mean, how is this going to help me to? But yeah, I think you, there's a you, you, you know, to go somewhere or like learn something. Yeah, I think in in HR recruitment at the moment, I've got a lot of friends that are into recruiters for large firms, and it isn't the interview process is not the same as it used to be in these big firms. It's all about the intrinsic values. It's all about how do they fit in culturally, and not necessarily do they. You know, are they really great at maths and this is an accountancy role? Although, obviously, they will have to be. But it's about culturally how do they fit in as a person rather than, you know, tick box exercise. Will they be able to do the job that... And it is important. You have I mean, to be able to do both, though, surely. Yeah, you know. but you can. You know, I, I've hired people where you've you thought, you know, they tick all the boxes. They're great. You know, they they speak the language. They fit the country. And then you get them in, and you just wish to God you'd have took them out for a pint with the team beforehand because, yeah. whoa, yeah. that was the wrong thing to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. because because I mean, yes. I'm, so so probation. So so I mean, I an example so. Um, you know, when I did my A levels, every one of my friends they went to uni. But I just said to myself, I, and and I know, uh, like I don't know if, if if this sounds bad or not, but I just I just can't listen to to a teacher for like five or six hours a day. I I just want to do things like like I just want to learn things by doing it, uh, and this is how how people work. And I think. Um, you know, again, obviously, you know, these these things go, you know, back into kind of the education really mm-hmm. at the core of education. And we as employers, we can just, you know, correct certain things a little bit, but you're not going to, you know, you're not going to change the core of someone, right? Because, you know, the core has been, uh, has been I set. I think there's a lot more opportunities for for um, children these days oh, yeah, to, um, to learn in that way mm. um, rather than the expectation that you're going to do your A-levels and then go to yeah. university, particularly since the tuition fees have gone up so much and it is so expensive to go to university. It's not just the cost of mm-hmm. the fees, it's it's the cost of being away for three years or four years or whatever um, and coming out with so much debt that there, there are a lot of other opportunities where you can work and learn at the same time. Mm. Um, and I think that will have positive benefits in the longer run because people will be learning more the skills of how to be in a job rather than how to do a job. Um, you know, you come out as a graduate now and you may know how to do a particular specialism, but if you've never worked in an office yeah. before, you don't know how to work with individuals and, and teams and, and people and culture and everything else. It's really difficult. Yeah, and I think that sometimes it's, it's the look of the draw with the jobs that you get. You know, I, I did A-levels and then went straight into the working world mm. and I got the sort of education of the working life, yeah. whereas I've done it over the number of years where you bring someone in to employ them and they come straight out from university and textbook-wise, they know it front and back and side, but when you try and put some... Practical. Common sense or yes. work that they haven't got a clue. Yeah. Mm. So it, again, it, it's trying to find the fine balance of uh, who you employ from there. Isn't school it? of life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, school of life. <laughs> <laughs> I think the problem, um, you know, the problem is, I mean, obviously, it's it's uh, you know, it's all good and well. I mean, you know, to, to go to university and my my you know my respect to everyone who who went through university because I, I I can imagine it's obviously a lot of fun, but but on the other side, it's it's a lot of effort that I have put they have to put in you know to do obviously the whole work. But I mean another a point, and I always see that when when I see you know, let's say job ads or like you know recruiters like sending like a like like a job description, it always says at the at the at the bottom like requirements. Um, you need a you need a bachelor or or, or, or you know or, or you need a master. I mean, I can I I really can understand for some positions, 
that you know there is a certain requirement that you have to have in theory mm. but um you know i think in, in my opinion we have to go away from that kind of you know you need to take this box you need to take that box and really kind of go into okay how am i you know going to enable you know people to to be the best worker they can be because i mean i had a friend again he was like you know 16 17 um you know and and he just he just was bad at school like he just didn't grip the things but he was very very good at like uh, an example like you know creating things so he was very good at like uh, so, so, so he was you know working with his dad and he was like you know creating tables you know he was making like you know stools and whatever like kitchens and everything and now he's got his own business um and and is and is doing very very well and um, but but the problem is and and i mean i uh, and i mean i didn't uh, I saw it as a funny thing. Like back in school, like the teachers always used to make fun of him. Like just like, oh yeah, you don't get it. Like, you know, what are you doing here and stuff like that. So, so I think there has to be a little bit more. And what have you seen from the gambling side of things? Yeah. Or do a lot of this sort of the, the board and the directors do they have this sort of high level education or are they getting get on the job sort of going on courses and things? What what have you sort of seen from your side of things? Some of the older companies. I mean, I, I did quite a bit of work with William Hill in the past and you know the way that they brought people up through the the business you know everybody you met have been there 10 years 15 years 20 years you know started here started there that's very different now um since um since you've had a lot of the consolidation since you've started seeing companies outsourcing uh marketing outsourcing uh technology um i think these days it, it's much more about the skill set of the of the management that you're bringing in mm-hmm. um boards more focused on the skills rather than necessarily being within the industry so you know you want someone who who has knowledge and understanding of regulation someone who has knowledge and understanding of finance doesn't necessarily have to have anything to do with gambling mm-hmm. or gaming yeah of course mm-hmm. you know as long as you're you're key business person is the one that's got the grip on the product right. and the and the 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 business itself you know the supporting roles on the board you what you want there is their skills um and those skills can come from outside of the industry i think i think that's a that's a very good uh word at the end or sentence <laughs> so um uh, yeah i guess we'll, we'll we'll wrap it up for today i think um i think just just you know judging by you know obviously the two very different topics. Um, I think I might release this as a two ep- or let's say two parts of it. So you know, one part on that, and I, and you know, because in the end of the day, the two very you know important parts, and it would be obviously um, it would obviously be a shame if one of the topics just just goes on as at the end or whatever. So we will just do two parts. So no, no, but um, I mean, you know, first of all, thanks, you know, thanks so much, guys, for coming. It was a pleasure to having you on and, and obviously have the views on. So, um, um, you know, I guess you're always uh, all on LinkedIn. So if you have any questions yeah. to the guys, absolutely, um, just, just um, um, you know, give us a text. I mean, I personally will be at Sigma as well. Um, uh, yeah, Fiona is, is, is my is my stand neighbor. Um, Adam is Mr. Gaming. Is, uh, You'll be on our stands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam is at every gaming event yeah. anyway. And uh, and obviously, if you if you want to catch um, Anna, then, then please do so on LinkedIn. Or, yes. or just send a message, for, uh, obviously, for us, and, and we'll be sure to obviously forward them on. So, um, and just, uh, yeah, I mean, we're getting close to Christmas now, eh? 
Bringing the jingle bells, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed, yeah. No, so, <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Thanks so much for coming. It was a was a real pleasure to have you, and um, yeah, we'll see each other next time. Thank, Thank you. you. So thanks so much for watching and listening. If you enjoyed the content, please be sure to subscribe on YouTube and Spotify, and we'll see you next time.